0: I got Ross to lead back. Your godfather told me this wonderful joke, the old man goes, just as I'm about to tee off on the third. Why is a golfer like a woman? Well, the answer is that they're both... What was it he said? And then when you do such and such, they always bloody well something something else. Hennessy has all the details. The point is that it was very, very funny. Even if some people would argue that it crossed a line. We're in Port Mornick Golf Club, playing our annual round to celebrate the week of Father's Day. And it's like the worst I've played in about 10 years. It's not long before the old man brings it up. He goes, you're thinking about Joey Carberry going to Munster, aren't you? I'm like, no. Well, yes, all the time. But the reason I can't hit the ball straight today is actually Surika. She's decided to go back to work. Yeah, I know, for LinkedIn. The old man sort of like smiles to himself. Ross, he goes, have you ever read the letter I wrote to the Irish Times after the famous chorus Umper Aaron announced that it was to allow women to drive its buses for the first time? I'm there, of course I've read it. It's framed in your study. Well, then you'll know that I predicted all sorts of dire consequences that would result from the decision. Thousands of commuters would be killed every week, and our entire road network, such as it was, would grind to a halt." The reason I had that letter framed was to remind myself just how wrong I can very occasionally be. Women make wonderful workers, Ross. Oh, they've proved it. I'm not worried about what kind of worker she'll make. Jesus, this is Surika we're talking about. she would be the global chief executive of that place within like 12 months. No, what I'm worried about is actually me. You? Yeah, she wants me to stay at home, to look after the kids. You see, the old Charles O'Carroll Kelly, inverted commas, would have been reaching for his Mont Blanc pen right about now. But we're living in a changed world, Ross. We just have to accept it. We'll always have Port Mornock. I can't raise children. What in the name of Hades do you mean by that? You yeah, know, unless it's escaped your attention, I'm a complete moron with a blancmange for a brain. You've just committed a serious libel against the man who led Castle Rock College to victory in the Leinster School Senior Cup and kept the mighty C-point in Division 2B of the All-Ireland League. And if Paul Marr was in front of me right now, I'd engage his services and tell the chap to do the bloody well necessary. I know you're trying to make me feel better, but I know I'm a terrible father. Another gross calumny. You know, I was talking to young Ronan just this morning. Ronan? He's taking a huge interest in this private prison that Hennessy and I are building on Bay Island. He's drawing up a snag list for me of all the potential security problems, wrinkles, he calls them, in the architectural design. And I thought to myself, what an absolute credit he is to you, Ross. The way Ronan turned out is down to his mother and his friends, especially Nudger and Buckets of Blood. And then there's honour. What about her? And I look at her, Ross, she reminds me so much of you. I know that's intended as a compliment, but it's actually not one. Three old dudes arrive at the tea then, and they ask us if they can play through. I'm about to tell them to fuck off until the old man goes, Yes, of course. My son and I are having one of our famous tete-a-tetes, pardon the French. We'll only hold you up. And the dudes all thank him. And I end up having the most random thought, which is that I wish... I was more like him, as a father and as a man. I'm worried about the triplets, I go. I mean, at least honour had the benefit of Surika's influence to take off some of the more extreme edges of her personality. Brian, Johnny and Leo are just going to have me. And they're already thugs. He's like, thugs? I'll not listen to another word of this. Let me tell you something, Kicker. Those three little chaps are high-spirited, that's all. And one day they'll count themselves fortunate to have had you as a father and a mentor. Fuck, I suddenly go. He's like, what's wrong? We left them back at the first tee. Good Lord, so we did. I suddenly take off, covering the ground like Simon literally Zebo. But when I reach the first tee, they're not there. And I'm suddenly like screaming their names at the top of my voice, going... Brian, Leo, Johnny. But there's no sign of them anywhere. I'm thinking, yeah, no, it's Circa's first day at work and I've managed to lose three quarters of our children and she's bound to notice. The old man appears beside me then, puffing and panting. He's not as fast on his feet as I am, especially since he's carrying our two golf bags. Had a call, he goes, from one of the chaps in the clubhouse. They're in... The core pork, apparently. So that's where we head. Again, running all the way. I spot them like 40 yards away. The first thing I notice is that Leo is holding a putter and he's staring at the old man's vintage chocolate brown rolls, which only comes out for like special occasions. The old man goes, Good Lord, he's not about to... But of course, he actually is. He swings the putter and he puts a humongous dent in the side of the thing. Then he swings it again and takes out one of the headlights. I manage to reach him and grab the thing out of his hand just after he brings it crashing down a third time on the bonnet. Ross, the old man goes, do you have any idea how much it's going to cost to repair this thing? And I'm there, hey, it's like you said, dude. It's just high spirits.